in private practice in Bell Fountain, Ohio. I'm so excited to share today's episode with you. I interview Sarah Lewis, a fellow Bell Fountain resident, about her experiences in the intersection of religious trauma, queer identity, and small town life. Sarah currently serves on the board of Extending the Branch, an organization that works to promote um, the well-being of queer people in Logan County here and beyond. Sarah shares about growing up near here as a committed Baptist and being told that being gay was incompatible with being a Christian. We discussed the massive religious trauma fallout from that. And, oh my gosh, it was such a good conversation. And then later as an adult, Sarah ends up moving to Albuquerque. She started her family there with her awesome wife, who she also met out there. And they ended up making a really big decision to move back home to Ohio, a place not exactly known for its friendliness to queer people. But they came back with a big mission. I can't wait for you all to take a listen and find out more. You can find us on Substack and join the community there to engage in conversation around this episode and others. Thanks so much for listening. All right, Sarah, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Yes. Um, would you mind filling us in just to start, like, a little bit about the religious or spiritual formation yeah. of your childhood? Very Christian style, sorry. Yeah, so I grew up um, attending the Richwood First Baptist Church. Okay. Born and raised in that church. Um very small town here. Very in, small town area. in Ohio, uh, Union County. Baptized in the church. Uh-huh. I was a church camp counselor. Uh-huh. Um, I had aspirations of becoming a pastor myself. That was oh, my okay. ultimate goal. Initially went on to college to do that. Oh, and, like um, you you were allowed to dream such dreams as a Baptist? I, I was. So they, I had an interesting... Um, one of the Baptist preachers that we had, her name was Barb Stevens. She's unfortunately passed. She had brain cancer. Mm. She was such an amazing female representation to me of Christianity and strength. Mm -hmm. And um, to this day, I just, man, I just, I loved her so much. And I wanted to, I kind of wanted to emulate her walk through Christ. Uh Like I said, she, church camp director, all of these things. I wanted to be her. That's who I wanted to be. Yeah, okay. And so, um, yeah, I was all about it. And, but definitely trying to pray a lot away. Uh-huh. At the same time. <laughs> there were certain aspects yeah. of you that were not going to be yeah. smiled upon. She had given me a devotional Bible one year, and I think it was in, I knew by eighth grade. I knew by eighth uh-huh. grade that I was a lesbian. And she had given me a devotional Bible, and there was this whole, it was a teen devotional Bible. There was this whole section yeah. on homosexuality. And I would just read that section over and over oh. again because it was something I was really struggling mm-hmm. with. Those feelings... Um, I was just reading it, reading it, reading it, trying to pray that out of me constantly. Yeah. And I thought, okay, I'll be, if, I, if I can become a preacher, I'll get better. Oh, If I can do all yeah. these church camps, I'll get better. Like, it's going to go away. Like, these feelings are going to go away, and they didn't, and here I am. Yeah. Yeah. So. Wow. So what, when did you lose the dream, or, or, or when did you give up on praying? Like, how did that, oh, yeah. what were these twists? I continued to hold on through college, through my freshman year. I still had, I was still walking in my faith. And I think um, the more I got to know people around me and the more I continued to discover myself, mm-hmm. the more I be, I grew a little bit of, I, I will say, a hatred yeah. towards the faith-based community because I felt like they were stifling me to who I was. Oh, sure. And yeah. I, you know, and I 
I didn't talk to my parents for three years when okay. I was, what hell was it, 22, 23? Okay. For three years, lost contact with Was that more because of faith reasons or sexuality or like what? Mixture of both. Males? A mixture yeah. of both, really. I think a combination of their, you know, they're still in the Baptist church to this day. Okay. Um, they're loving and caring. They're great parents. They mm-hmm. love me. They love my daughter. They love my wife probably more than they love me. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I think like I believed that they would hate me. Okay. And I believed yeah. that, you know, I had to burden my mom, especially with like, oh, your firstborn child's okay. going to earn the kingdom of hell rather than the yeah. kingdom of heaven. And so I carried those burdens with me and distanced myself more and more. And then on, you know, on their end, it is a misunderstanding of like, okay, well, Sarah's, um, she doesn't like to be around us or she's, uh-huh. you know, she's not proud of who we are as her family. And it just became this real mangle of miscommunication. Yeah. And so years went by where I didn't talk to my family. Okay. Had you come out to them by then? I don't know that I ever came out. Oh, okay. okay. I think I just brought I just like, a girl home oh, and I was way. like... This is my new girlfriend, and you're going to deal with it. Like, I just eventually got to that point with me. Okay, but you had so much internalized shame, homophobia, self-hatred. Yes. From, it sounds like really just stemming from these church experiences that told you, and this Bible that's telling you, like, yes, this is not allowed. That devotional youth Bible. Yeah. I can still see it. Let's burn it. It almost looks like... (laughs) It almost looks like a Mountain Dew can of colors. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it was, it oh was appealing gosh, yeah. to teens. You know, like it was marketed so cool. to teens. Like, yeah, we're like cool. Yeah. Like, are you struggling with homosexual thoughts? We got the <laughs> prayer for you. You know. And I just remember like reading that yeah. over and over again. And then I had like short, like devotional packets that I would have, like books. And there were sections on homosexuality on verses. These are the verses that you need to know. Yeah reasons why homosexuality is wrong oh it's yeah just such the a... little like pamphlets i think I had those two yes ones. and i held on to all of those things i i think i held on until i was like 30 yeah yeah a lot of those things stayed with me till i was 30 why did you hold on to them for so long i think fear i think i genuinely with that faith was fear those things came yeah. in together that fear of hell and like even though it was, I would I would probably at one point call myself almost like an atheist, uh-huh. like an angry atheist because yeah. I was battling this. But there was always something in the back of my mind being like, what if, what if it is real? Mm-hmm. How are we going to cure ourselves of all these things? Yeah, yeah. Is this a risk we're willing to take? Yes, yes. And I think I've, I mean, it's just I'm 40, about to be 41 mm-hmm. in July. <laughs> I think I'm just now shedding that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, all the scarring that I have from all of that. yeah. Do you have so, any thoughts about what has helped in the shedding process? I have an amazing wife. Yeah. She's a I, therapist. By <laughs> <way>. <laughs> She's a therapist. <laughs> I have an amazing wife, and she and I had, she grew up Pentecostal. Oh, okay. So we have very similar upbringings. She grew up in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, very <laughs> similar thoughts of the way that we were raised and our feelings of like when we discovered ourselves and... Okay. The way that we work through that. And we, we together discovered this. It's called a Science of Minds Church. We started attending in Albuquerque. Uh-huh. And this is about positive energy and intention. Okay. And it's about finding the God within you. 
and it doesn't necessarily have to be this negative connotation. It's mm-hmm. this non-denominational being that represents the energy that you put out into the world. Mm-hmm. And I started t- adopting those kind of ideas with her. Not, like, it sounds a little cultish when you explain it. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've dabbled in a Basically, lot of I joined a cult. No, I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> but, um, but that, like, setting that positive energy out into the universe yeah. and having those positive things return to me, it just improved my life okay. so drastically. And studies really show that it's really similar to prayer, right? Yeah. It's as the faith-based community is praying, they're putting mm-hmm. that positive energy out into the universe. Yeah. It has that return, and it just shows the... This is the same idea. Yeah, yeah. It's just a different way of... Oh, I agree. Coming towards the same goals. You see, same moral structure, same... All of those things, like... Yeah, it's just like... Yeah. Like, like kind of similar mechanisms, but different names for it. Yes. Different, like... Yeah. Yeah. And it's an empowerment. It's an empowerment of who you are as a human and yeah. giving you that ability to, I don't receive, I don't, it's just receiving so much po- like positivity. You start your day out and if you're in your car and there's traffic, not that we have a lot of traffic. Uh, I know. <laughs> rush zero, minute. Literally, yeah, the rush, the seven minutes that I have to drive to work every day. Um, but, <laughs> but like you, you start out the day, something bad happens, mm-hmm. right? And then it's just, it triggers. A whole day of events. Yeah. Just yeah. one thing after another bothering you, right? All this mm-hmm. negative energy. If you reframe that energy and make it a little bit more positive, yeah. it changes the entire outcome of your day. Yeah. And that's what that that church was about. Yeah. A lot of intentionality. So, yes. And that's really what shifted me towards being a little bit okay. Yeah. Okay. What? So so I kind of umbrella a lot of this. Like, I grew up Baptist and then non-den- non-denominational. Like, mm-hmm. I just kind of umbrella them under evangelical at this point. Um, but what I find that a lot of evangelicalism says is, like, you can't trust yourself. Yourself is bad. Yes. Like, you're, you're helpless. Like, only yes. God can do things. You can't do things. And it sounds like a lot of your healing process, like, kind of turning that on its head and being yes. like, well, I don't, I don't just have to sit here waiting for something to happen. I don't have to like excavate a really deep part of myself to be an okay person. Yes. And that was really essential. I don't have to eliminate this huge part of who I am and being a lesbian. It is a huge part of who I am. (laughs) Like it's my, the way that I love is different than some other people. And so when I'm being asked to strip that away from me, um, that's what it seems like it's so impossible and it feels tragic and it gets me like I, even it's like telling me don't love your wife anymore. Yeah. Like I can, I'm on the verge of tears just thinking about that. It seems ridiculous to me, and then I was able to find a faith that says it doesn't need to happen to you. Yeah, need to do that. Yeah, yeah. We're here. Yeah. Did it take a minute to like trust that new system and be like, what is this voodoo? Like, (laughs) yes. Because I remember uh, my wife and I were just talking at the time, and she had messaged me. I was like, hey, do you want to meet up on Sunday? Maybe we can go for a hike or something. Uh-huh. And she's like, oh, I have church in the morning. And I was like, what? <laughs> Who? You what? You have what? <laughs> and I was thinking, like, I even told my buddy, I was like, man, I don't know. Like, maybe I can't. I don't know if we can continue to talk to this woman. Uh-huh. Like, And he was like, no, just give her a chance. Don't judge. Uh-huh. And then, good thing, because she ended up being the love of my life. Yeah. And we've been together 11 years. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like... Yeah, that what that one moment. I I remember where I was driving when I got uh-huh. that message, and that it's. I was like, oh, it took me back. Yeah. Did you just it's, assume like church, like the church you you were from? Yes. Okay. I assumed the First Baptist Church. 
I felt the energy of the families yeah. that were in that church Ooh, that yeah. that caused me a lot of the scarring. That's instantly where my brain went. That was instantly. very brave of you to continue. Yeah. And, and then I was you... like, I'm going to need some clarity on this. Yeah. yeah. Excuse me. You, you sit church. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, not sure about we're this. We're going to need to sit down real quick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so then when you went there, did it, did it just like feel mm. different? Or? I was very resistant to it okay. for a long time. Okay. I was probably okay. with... Kristen for seven months, six, seven months oh, before okay. I even attended the first service. Yeah. And, um, I mean, they have like a singing bowl and there's, uh-huh. you know, there's just a lot of like, it's just such positive energy. I yeah. couldn't explain it. And I was like, I'm feeling this. The message was all about love uh-huh. and acceptance of yourself. And the message uh-huh. just, all the stuff I think you never got. Yeah. Like all of, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. And all the things that I had heard from that pulpit, because I felt like, especially in the church that I grew up in, it was always accusatory of mm-hmm. like how we need to be better. Yeah. Yeah. And so I lived my life day to day, just like, oh, I need to do better. I need to do better by Christ. I need to do better. Yeah. I need to do better. And this was like, no, the, you already are. You, you yeah. are good. You, you are whole. You are who you are. And it's yeah. like, that's all I needed to hear. Yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Yeah. That's all I wanted to hear. So it did take it did take a while, mm-hmm. but we got there, uh-huh. and we got married in that church. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's sweet. Yeah. And it was transforming. Yeah, it really was. So I've told you that I talk about religious trauma, and, and it just like just hearing parts of your story is like just like oozing somewhere, <laughs> like, like tripping some religious trauma elements, just yeah. like your religion your faith like so profoundly impacted Mm -hmm. the way that you viewed yourself and i know like some people can go through christianity and somehow they like don't experience that but then there's those of us who like really drank it all in yes and we're like no this means that i am bad or broken in like yes these different kind of ways 100 percent, it consumed me in fact in high school i was known like i would get made fun of oh yeah for praying and i would get made like yeah and when I see people from high school now, they're like, whoa. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Are you a lesbian? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they're like, I had no idea. You were so super religious. Like, that was one of the things I was yeah. known for. For my comedy, being super religious. Yeah. I would, I mean, yeah. people would make fun. I'd be, pr- I'd pray before meals and people would make fun of me. Uh-huh. And I, but yeah. you were super Christian. Yeah, I was just super Christian. Yeah. But really, it was just... Fear. Fear. Absolute fear. Absolute fear. I mean, and there's a lot of there's a lot of great things about that that I would love to bring my daughter into, right? Yeah. Community. Right. Not yeah. the fear. No, Not yeah, the yeah. fear stuff. But like the good elements. The sense of community. Yeah, there's so many like great like I was in Awana growing up. You saw oh, your yes. Baptist, you remember Awana? Oh, yeah. Like <laughs> I went all the way through, you know, you're studying your Bible versus that sense of community yeah. and that sense of belonging that you get from a church. Yeah. That it goes it's unmatched. Yeah, yeah. It's unmatched. And but those aspects, like where I'm having to stifle parts of who I truly am in order to fit into this community, yeah, that's the troubling part. Yeah. But being raised amongst so many beautiful people, mm-hmm. um, I, w- I would love that for my daughter. I would love to find something that, like that for her. Yeah. Yeah. And something too about like, I want to say like kind of having a sense of history or, or like like kind of this something bigger than you. Yeah. Where you're like. There are some other principles and like things that are guiding my life, and there's a history behind it. Like there really is something 
very special that a church-like community, yes. I think, can provide. Yes. And we're out here looking, being like, well, I don't want that, but I don't know where else yeah. to find this. Where can I receive this? Yeah. yeah. And we live in Bell Fountain, where there are no such groups as, I'm sorry, I forgot the Albuquerque name. Oh, the, it was just a science of mind. Oh, okay, science, science of mind. And like they nothing do, like... There's nothing in Bell Fountain like that. <laughs> Absolutely. There are... There are a couple of churches in Columbus, and I think there's one in Dayton. Okay. Um, that are affiliated with that organization. But when you have a seven minute commute to work, yeah. sometimes <laughs> an hour is a really, really long way. <laughs> and we, my wife and I, talk about it a lot. There's a couple of churches here in particular, probably three in particular that we've had an interest yeah. in looking into. But there's a lot of, I mean, so much fear. Yeah, yeah. So much fear because. You know, our, raising our daughter in that, mm-hmm. and then she comes in, she has two moms, and then mm-hmm. what is she going to receive? Yeah. What is you she going to receive from that? What are they going to say to her? What There are still elders within church, like, that I battled with when I was a kid. Yeah. That that have these ideas of the way we're supposed to be living our lives, and what are they going to share with my daughter? Like, your yeah. moms are going to go to hell. Like, yeah. that's the last thing I want. Yeah. So I, I see, I'm the, like, I circle. I get back I into the scary state again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where I want the community and I want the fun and I want mm-hmm. her to have that part. Yeah. But I want to shield her from this everlasting death yeah. part of it. Yeah. And and it's like your mind can't really believe that there's a space, like a church space that exists without that. Yes. At least it's hard for me. Yeah. No, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's very difficult. That's so. why I call it trauma, religious trauma. There you go. I don't know if you do EMDR. I do. I love it. So does Kristen, so I'll just tap it out. Yeah, right? <laughs> just, just tap that out. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It, it's hard to trust again, I think. My uh, listeners should know that I love EMDR because I've written down multiple <laughs> posts about it. Well, so if, I, if I say, I'll just tap that out, some people are like, I don't know what you uh, mean by that. Yeah. <laughs> Like it's an EMDR reference. You just don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so you have mentioned living in Albuquerque, mm-hmm. which is a long way from Ohio. Yes. I, is that how, like, is that where you and Kristen met? So or- I literally, in the time that I wasn't talking to my family, ran away. Yeah. So I ran, I literally ran away to, to New Mexico. And um, that's a span of time I didn't talk to my parents for years. Okay. And... I did that because I didn't feel I was capable of being rooted here. I didn't feel like I was worthy of being rooted in Ohio. Oh. And I needed to go somewhere else. Yeah. And start my life. Okay. And I did. And did you start like a fresh life? Did it feel like fresh. Sarah 2.0? Sarah 2.0. And I won't say that I went wild, but yeah. I definitely... <laughs> I worked in law enforcement in Albuquerque. So... Um, I just saw like the worst of the worst and okay. everything. Yeah. Um, but it's such a vibrant, beautiful place. Yeah. That I was able to really like discover who I was. Okay. Very blue community, amazing queer community there. Okay. Love and accepted. I ran into zero issues. I lived yeah. a pretty privileged queer life in Albuquerque, if I'm being honest with you. Yeah. Rarely did I encounter anything that was discriminatory. That sounds really nice. I know it doesn't make any sense. Raising why? Yeah, here. Why? Why did you come back after that? So, um, 
when I was able to reconnect with my parents uh-huh. um, a few years back, before okay. I even met Kristen. Oh, okay. You know, we had we had our kid together. We had we adopted her from foster care. We're, mm-hmm. We were foster parents a long okay. time. And we were having some issues with her family in Albuquerque. The election things got really weird. Oh, mm-hmm. Presidential election got really weird. And so COVID happened and we're sitting mm-hmm. in the space quietly by ourselves with no local support mm-hmm. from okay. family. And Kristen's like, why don't we, I, she, we came here every summer for uh-huh. vacation. She's like, why don't we move to Ohio? And I was like, are you <laughs> being serious? Uh-huh. And she's like, yeah. And so I let it sit for a week. I didn't say anything. I didn't bring it up. Yeah. And a week later, she comes to me. She's like, I've researched how to move my license to Ohio. Oh, okay. To practice well, therapy. Well, you weren't saying anything, but I was. I was like, oh, so we're for real about this. Okay. And so we started to make it happen. We sold our home okay. and sold everything that we had. And So looking for family support. For our daughter, community. especially. Okay. Yeah. For our daughter, especially. And I told yeah. Kristen, I said, if we're going to move back to Ohio... We're going to make it worth it, and we're going to ensure that the teenagers that are sitting in the headspace that I was in that made Uh me want to run off, Mm -hmm. that that's not going to happen for them. And we're going to do everything that we can to make them feel included and represent something that I didn't get to see when I was their age. I didn't get to see queer representation on a local level. You know? Well, on the internet, we wouldn't have the internet. I don't know how old you are. 35. Okay, so a little (laughs) bit of a... You know, we didn't have, I didn't have AOL in the house growing yeah, up. Yeah. There was a dial up, but mom needed to make a phone call. So I needed, to, yeah. So, um, you know, the proximity to queer culture. Yeah. I didn't have that. And I desired it so much. And I said, if, if, if I'm coming here, we're going to do that. Mm-hmm. And you came back with a real mission. Serious mission. Like we had the, uh, the dogs in the car, the kid in the car, uh-huh. driving the truck with the car on a trailer. And the whole way, Kristen and I were just talking, like, what are we going to do? Okay. To make a difference. To wherever we end up in Ohio, what are we going to do to make a difference? Yeah. So, in the beginning, that looked like um, starting, uh, like, a gay straight alliance. Like, getting with the school systems and helping start that up. Like, here in the city schools. Yeah. These were all just ideas we were throwing around. Um, And then we reached out to PFLAG, and we were trying to think about starting a PFLAG chapter. Mm -hmm. But that was a very difficult... Oh, okay. Transition to start. And then um, Kristen actually became connected to Tyler. And then that's kind of where Expanding oh, the Branch okay, okay. was born over time. So she was going there helping um, do some support groups out of the Olive Tree. Okay. Before, when it was like a cafe. Oh, yeah. Okay. Coffees More and like teas, teas and, and things. Stage. Yeah. Okay. It, not quite an event center yet. Yeah. And Tyler had opened it up and said, I want to do some like support groups. And okay. Kristen had gone there. Being a therapist. Being a therapist. and Yeah. And wanted to get involved in that way. And okay. then it, it eventually evolved into the nonprofit, which is now extending the branch. Okay. Yeah. So you're driving across the country being like, driving. how can I provide for these queer kids yes. in Ohio what yes. I never got? Exactly. That was my main motivation because it took a devastating amount of time to be able to get myself out of that deep sadness, yeah. that pit that you're always feeling. The yeah. one that you're told, that emptiness that you feel in your heart, oh, that you're told gosh. it's because you need God, when yeah. in reality it was the acceptance of myself you, yeah, that you I needed yourself. to do. I needed to figure that out. And I don't know if it's just like, you know... Oh, you're 30 now. You're just figuring it out. Or if it's just like, I truly felt that acceptance for the first time. Yeah. But I think it's definitely both. Well, 
having worked with clients over 30, <laughs> I, I would say it's <laughs> both, but also yeah. that real acceptance is key. Yes. Okay. So you, you, you contacted some different organizations. I'm gathering mm-hmm. that like some things are harder to start than others. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess, can you fill us in like, Right now, you're on the board for Extending the Branch. branch. Can you explain to our listeners, like, what Extending the Branch does? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Extending the Branch is a local nonprofit for the City of Bell Fountain, Logan County. And we do touch a little bit into Champaign County. We're starting to move out a little. We've got people who come from Hardin County. Okay. So really just like a country folk-focused group really is what it is. Um, And our mission is just to ensure that we are creating inclusive cultures through education representation for the queer community Mm -hmm. and working with the community at large to, to grow this organization. We've like recently uh, worked with, I've done some stuff with the Rotary club. um, Uh Had the opportunity to go. Yeah. I got to go and uh, speak in front of the Rotary club. Um, I've been working with downtown Buffalo partnership on some events that we have coming up. Um, we hold a lot of support groups. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of support groups. We have a lot of queer representation. I, I say yeah. queer, the queer community is a spectrum, right? And we have every <laughs> person of that spectrum uh-huh. that represents our board that's on Extending the Branch. Okay. And we serve, um, we try to serve the queer community as a whole. So we have like a parent, Kristen and I are co-facilitators of a parent LGBTQIA support okay. group. So individuals that are parents and identify in the queer community. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a support group for our trans and non-binary folks. Okay. And we have a beautiful human and his wife who do those. We have, It's a pretty well-attended support group. We have a, a big trans community here. Surprising that need yeah. that support. They, yeah. Absolutely, it is. It can be surprising because I feel like the Bell Fountain queer community as a whole has been so quiet. Yeah, yeah, so mousy quiet, and we're giving them a space to be be loud and proud. Yeah, and and see these businesses, see of Bell Fountain, the streets of Bell Fountain, the mm-hmm. the downtown of Bell Fountain, and have that represent who they are. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. That inclusivity is huge. Just that recognition of being like, you're okay to be who you are here. Mm-hmm. That's what we're trying to do. That's the mission we're trying to get accomplished here. Yeah. So, and we're really new. Yeah. Yeah. So you're just really getting new. started. Yes. The 5013C, the designation just happened in September okay. of 2022. Yeah. And we're getting ready to roll out this pride event. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. You want to tell us about the pride weekend, I guess? Yes. There's so many happy things. So we've, um, we're going to kick off our pride event on June 1st. We're doing a fun run. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to run it. Gonna <laughs> and it's a color run and there's going to be drag queens. Uh-huh. With... <laughs> it is a fun color run. So yes. it's drag queens squirting colors on Squirt, participants okay. as they like go by. We're going to have awards for like the most, yeah, with like, <laughs> like squirt, like pump guns. Okay. Like that. Um, and like the awards are like the most colorful at the yeah. end, the fastest. So okay. we've got some fun things in storm and fun. the barbecue afterwards and just fellowship and being with our allies and being mm-hmm. with fellow members of the queer community. And then Friday we are working with Pineapple Palooza and they're like showcasing the big first Friday thing. Huge. Huge. Like they Huge. want this one to be the biggest of the year. That's they're like, there's so. going to be 7,000 people here. I'm like, oh. Wait. Are they serious? I don't know. <laughs> the town is 13,000 people. <laughs> it's 
gonna be crazy. Um, but it it does bring a it has a huge draw, and okay. we're gonna have um, they're recognizing our pride vendors there. So we're gonna have pride vendors in conjunction okay. with the event on Friday, which is gonna be really cool. And then Saturday is gonna be the main festival. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a main stage with many forms of entertainment. We have what we call Rue Paws Drag Race. Uh-huh. <laughs> Little I say paws like a dog. Um, so it's going to be a dog costume contest. Oh, it's going to be adorable. We've got a lot of people fun. who are participating in that. We've got a hot dog eating contest. Just and then like a whole, a whole thing. A whole thing. We have my mom's singing the Star Spangled Banner. Oh, your mom. For the opening ceremonies, my yeah. mom's coming in and she's singing the Star Spangled Banner. She's in the praise band at church. And so the guy who does the guitar, uh-huh. my mom also plays the guitar. But the um, the gentleman that she plays the guitar with, his name is Mark Herring, and he's going to be playing the Star Spangled Banner for uh-huh. her on the main stage, and she's going to be singing. Okay. If that doesn't like illustrate the full circle, yeah. Of yeah. Of, I yeah. Yeah. I really love that. The growth that we that I've had with with my family over yeah. the years, and the, showing us to why we would be here, the support. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you came yeah. back for a reason, and they are showing up. They're showing for up you for sure, guys. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, so my mom's singing. She's excited. And then we have a couple other entertainers. And then we have what Pride event wouldn't happen without drag queens, <laughs> despite the naysayers. Right. So we're doing that and we're trying our best to ward off any of the hate that we have. We're yeah. battling that at the moment. And yeah. All right. Do excited. you want to tell us a little bit about Cause, cause it? Because it. Yeah. I want to acknowledge, like, doing things like this in a community as, I mean, Belfound is a town, but, like, as rural as here, as conservative yeah. as here, feels risky, very risky at times. So time. risky. Um, you know how they always say, like, being gay is a phase. I'm like, when am I done with this phase? <laughs> when <laughs> I die. why am I inviting all this into my life? Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, I, like, I lived in queer privilege i'm gonna say yeah, that yeah i'm gonna i'm <laughs> gonna i don't know if that's a term we've coined yet but we're, i'm coming up with it yeah i lived in a state of queer privilege i really did where all of the things that were happening to the queer community were not happening to me directly mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, little things here and there but nothing to this magnitude yeah. whereas now i'm at work at my nine to five job and I'm receiving hateful messages from neo-Nazi groups mm-hmm. that are, we're coming to get you. Mm-hmm. We're coming in. Yeah. White supremacy groups are circulating our flyers Ooh. and saying, you know, that we're child groomers. I had somebody, um, locally, I had, somebody had taken a picture of my family and I, Yeah. and they posted it. She, my daughter had a little sour face. Picture because she's she's eight and her ice cream melted too fast. Who knows? Uh But she had a little bit of a sour face in the picture. And this gentleman, I won't mention his name, got a hold of this and he created a whole like campaign as to why you shouldn't have two moms. Because look at look at this child in distress. Yeah. Look at her, how happy she is. You're you're ruining this child. That's. Yeah. Like, how do you shield yourself? Like, like internally, how do you not let this eat you up? You haven't. I haven't. um, I'm in, you're sitting with me in the middle of this. Yeah. 
you're sitting with me as I'm coping and as yeah. I'm dealing with it. And it is not easy. No. It is not easy. Especially and when it's so personal. So personal. And I could have not predicted this for myself. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm so community oriented. I'm we, we coach. Like I coach softball here. I coach soccer here. Yeah, yeah. You're very I, involved. Like I work for Job and Family Services. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> Starting a youth program yeah. here for the Job and Family so my day-to-day life is just about enriching the community at large. Uh-huh. Not just the queer community. Everyone. everyone yeah. You're like and, a do-gooder. Everywhere. Yes. And then here I am, like, then I catch a message or yeah. a screen grab of some hateful stream or thread that started with a picture of my family on it. Yeah. And my daughter with a sour face and saying, look at how yeah. uncomfortable she is with her two moms, you know. There's... 13, what do we say? 13, 14,000 people that live in this community? Mm-hmm. The probability of somebody I know encountering that and that getting back to my child uh-huh. is so high. Yeah. And it's merely for just existing here. Yeah. It's just for merely open existing and, and wanting to create a space where queer people are allowed to share space with everyone else. Yeah. It's crazy to me. But I'm yeah. in the midst of coping with it. Yeah. That's incredibly difficult. Yes. And this, you know, that's somebody locally to the community. And then you have these outsiders coming in. Yeah. Encouraging people to fly on planes here. Encouraging fellow neo-Nazi members, get an airplane ticket and go to Bell Fountain, Ohio to mess up all their events. Yeah. I just, that's insane to me that that even exists. Yeah. it's a lot. That people can hate so much to like be so committed to trying to ruin yes. people's lives and yes it's, it's you know i'm not antagonistic the point the reason why i sit in this space and i try to promote this inclusivity is because i genuinely want it and mm-hmm. i genuinely want the queer people in this area to feel like they're entitled to be rooted here mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. any small town we're we're entitled to share a quiet street mm-hmm. with everyone else mm-hmm. with low crime rates yeah. We're entitled to do that because it wasn't like that in Albuquerque. Yeah. <laughs> like, we don't just exist in the metropolitan areas. We exist everywhere. I want yeah. my child to go to a nice school system. Mm-hmm. I want to own a little home with some grass, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I want to have. I want to share that space with everyone else just as everyone else yeah. in, in the world gets to do or in the United States gets to do. Yeah. And I don't think that that's too much to ask. But right. for whatever reason, that, that message is coming across is that I want more or I want better yeah. than everyone else when really I just want to share the space with you. Yeah. That's all I want. Right. And then then we bring in, you know, just our existence is bringing in hateful people, the neo-Nazi mm-hmm. thing. And it's just, that's man, awful. it's so much. Yeah. It's so much. It's, so. yeah. It makes... I, I don't know how politicized your upbringing was, but mine was rather a lot politicized. And so we would always, we, I would, was indoctrinated mm-hmm. about like the gay agenda yes. and, and like exactly what you're saying. Like you guys actually came here to have family support. Yes. And then it was like, oh, and also while we're here, like, let's go with the mission. Like, yes. let's make this place inclusive. Yes. Here you are just trying to live your lives. And there are these neo-Nazis and white supremacists who are like, I don't like your agenda. Yes. I like my agenda to have a quiet street. Yes. Yeah. And I'm going to come all the way to Belt Fountain, Ohio, that I probably can't yeah. even pronounce the name right. of. <laughs> just to wear red clothes, black masks, and scream obscenities at you. Yeah. It's, yeah. It doesn't... 
make any sense to me. And that's not what I'm wanting in this space. And I, no, that's the other, that's the negative. Yes. And that's a really negative thing about all this is that, um, I am carrying like this, this gay guilt oh, with me. Yeah. I truly am. And I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm like, yeah, I filled the hole in my heart, but today I'm carrying gay guilt. Uh, <laughs> so like, <laughs> all these, all these new phrases. Uh, cognitive dissonance, right? Yeah. But, um, no, I really like, there's a part of me with this, with the neo-Nazis wanting to come here, I do, I fear, I carry guilt with that because th- that's not what this community wants. Mm-hmm. It's not but what you want. It's not what I want either. But it, but little do they know when they are in opposition of the inclusive culture, uh-huh. this is the kind of thing that they're breeding and they're inviting in. Yeah. And I don't know what it's going to take to recognize that because there's there's mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who outwardly are not in favor of our community and mm-hmm. not in favor of places like the olive tree existing or places that like extending the branch existing. They're not in favor of those things Mm -hmm. being here in this community, Mm -hmm. but we, we are here and we are allowed to share that space. And when you have that negative energy, talking about energy again, you're, this is what you're attracting. You're attracting Mm -hmm. Mm neo-Nazis. You're attracting white supremacy, all of those things. It's what you're bringing and you're supporting them and you're uplifting their message. Yeah, yeah. Like, like people might think, oh, well, I'm not, I'm not shouting hateful slurs. I'm not yeah. like, doing all this stuff. I'm doing but, that, but yeah, but you're, you're inspiring. You're inciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you're doing. You're kind of enabling this environment. That's Absolutely. Not, yeah. We don't mind if you hate on these people. Yes. Yeah. Do you get like afraid for safety? Like, how mm. often? I mean, I don't know how you can't. But... Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. And I worry about my daughter's safety. Yeah. That's my biggest thing. Um, I worry about just, I worry about my wife's safety uh-huh. all the time. She's just a, like a cute little therapist, right? <laughs> like, like here I am, I have this like law enforcement background. So uh-huh. That's true. Um, like I'm risk minded and I'm always calculating yeah. risk and I'm weighing things out. Yeah. Whereas she is organically ready to lend help. Uh-huh. Where need be, and I am afraid she'll get swallowed up in something, mm-hmm. you know, and swindled into something. And with regards to all this stuff, like the neo Nazi stuff and all the haters, like somehow get drawn into that and then something yeah. happened. And that's the last thing, obviously, mm-hmm. I want. A lot of protective instincts happen. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I understand that there is a an organization that like helps. Uh, diffuse situations against potential neo Nazis. Mm-hmm. They tell? shield. They shield. So they're actually okay. um, the Parasol Patrol does a wide variety of events uh-huh. um, where families are in need of escorts. Okay. And for whatever reason, they've had a huge uptick in events where they've needed to escort families around, specifically like drag queens. Okay. And pride events and things like that. Yeah. So um, they the the actual founders of the Parasol Patrol are coming to Bell Fountain because they see the risk is great. Yeah. And yeah, they're very okay. concerned. And so... So it's a big deal. A big deal. A big deal. And um, they're flying out here. But yeah, so they're coming out and they do not interact. Uh-huh. What they do is shield. So they use okay. their umbrellas to shield out the hate. Um, okay. The founder, he's likes to wear and play Disney, like wear a speaker and play Disney oh, music. Okay. 
So like very lighthearted. Lighthearted. The, the umbrellas are often umbrella. Or the umbrellas are often rainbow. Is that right? But the um, from my understanding, Disney has the the greatest like building systems that if there are live feeds, uh-huh. and they catch on the copyright, they will automatically take it down. Oh. So. <laughs> So then they're, you know, the neo-Nazi groups aren't able to continue to push their agenda on, you know, on live streams because here's Disney music playing in the background. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. So. Wow. I had things I wouldn't have thought of. Some some strategic stuff there. Okay. Yeah, but they're there. They're there to be peaceful. They're Mm -hmm. not going to interact with these protesters or whatever, neo-Nazis. Yeah. Um, We also have a local business here, the Fun Company. Mm Mm-hmm. She caught wind of everything, and she's giving everybody a discount on the rainbow umbrellas. There's yeah, so many like great. Go pick one up. I know there's so many great businesses here yeah. in Bell Fountain that are so loving and so supportive, and that yeah. are willing to risk their own businesses to ensure that the queer people in this community are being recognized. Yeah, yeah. and and any marginalized community, not just the queer community, marginalized communities as a whole. Yeah, they're willing to put. Their business is on the line to ensure yeah. that those individuals are being recognized. And mm-hmm. I just, I love that. Yeah. I do, I love it. Yeah, there's a lot to appreciate here. Like, so much. Once you see kind of these people coming out of the woodwork, or, or, or like once I guess the opportunity is made available, and then business yes. owners or, or regular people can be like, yeah, I'm here. I'm ready yes. to support. I'm whatever. I had a conversation last year during Pride. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> Dog overhead. <laughs> I sat with an individual who's manning the booth uh-huh. for extending the brand to Indian Lake Pride. And she is a local physician here. And she said, Sarah, sometimes it takes a lot of bravery for me to be such an ally. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow. It's this perspective I hadn't thought of because I'm, I mean, of course I'm an ally for a lot of people. But it's not a, I, I take on this for myself, you know, like I take uh, on... Uh-huh. I'm battling the community to help my family and help people that are like me that I hadn't considered sometimes what it means to be an ally and Mm -hmm. the, uh, the amount of bravery that goes into that, especially in a community like this. And so when you have these amazing businesses stepping up and they're willing to put their businesses on the line, that's a lot of bravery that, that comes into play there. Yeah. A lot of bravery. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's inspiring. This is probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, so I used to work at a Christian counseling center here in town, and I just started my private practice like a year or so ago. And in part, like, I love the people I worked with, but then I would have a lot of Christians coming in to see me who either A, thought that I was a Christian, which was a kind of false assumption, or who would come in with a lot of their own, um, Beliefs that I was used to growing up with, but that mm-hmm. can feel kind of triggering to me. Yeah. Um, so I decided to start private practice and like on my profile, I try and specify like, like, like very queer friendly and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, I am amazed at the clientele who seek me out, like versus who used to come. And I'm like, where were you people? <laughs> like, like, oh my gosh. Like there's, there, there's yes. way more diversity than you would think, there I guess, is. in Bell Fountain. Once you start seeing it, once you start looking for it. There is. And it's such a rewarding thing as well. Cause it's like, well, we need to be uplifting these people. These yeah. kids need to know that yeah. there's a toy store here that they can walk into. Mm-hmm. And they can feel safe. They can yeah. have two moms or two dads. Yeah. Um, they can have a parent that, that identifies as trans. 
And there's going to be a book about it in that story. Yeah, right. That's and they true. can read about their family yeah. in there. Yeah. Right? That's a huge deal to a kid. Yeah. It's a huge deal. Mm-hmm. It's a huge deal to my daughter when she gets a two-mom book. Yeah. Or she sees a family like hers on TV. It's a yeah. huge deal to her. Right. And we we need to uplift those. But those businesses exist all over yeah. the fountain. Like, all over Bill Fund. It's not just one. Yeah. There's yeah. so many amazing businesses that are here that support this community. I'm like, uplift them. Let's go. Yeah. Like, let's mm-hmm. do this. So that's so, it's so much bravery to be able to do that. So much bravery to be able to do that in the midst of this community. Yeah. But then once you start hearing everyone else's voices too, and you're like, oh, you too. Like, it's yeah. Like but it's so like, why are we being quiet about it? Yeah. Yeah. Let's get louder. Maybe let's get louder. Louder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tag you on Facebook. Then I just show, yeah. you know, like those. Yeah. Like but the more that you see that happen, the safer you feel. Maybe yeah. after I'll feel, I continue to like feel better every day, but then, you know, I have this whole event <laughs> that I'm planning where the neo-Nazis are coming mm-hmm. along. So then it's just like. Yeah. I'm battling a couple of things yeah. right now, but... At the time of recording, we are two days yes. out from the event where the neo-Nazis may show up, so yes. I'll fill... Whatever happens, I'll fill the listeners yeah, listen. in when this drops. Yes. But, yeah. Well, would you tell us a little bit about, like, what Extending the Branches' hopes or vision is for the future? Yeah, yeah. Because you're just growing. So we are, we are growing. Um... I mean, the biggest hope someday is that we have a space where we're able to generate some income, and that could mm-hmm. even mean down the line where Kristen is practicing Ooh. therapy out of extending the branch, yeah. specifically for the queer community and providing that service. She's had her own um, private practice before uh-huh. in Albuquerque uh-huh. called Insightful Interventions. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and then when we moved here, obviously we changed things up a little bit and just kind of like continue to grow and partner with these organizations um build a profile to where we're we're receiving more notoriety in the community Mm -hmm. as creating that safe space we've got so much support like the lutheran church stepped up and they i mean rev kev was just there (laughs) met me gave us their whole basement to work out of it's got a private access to it um so we're going to be able to address hopefully we're going to be starting the the church trauma group oh and we'll be able to address those things in that space which feels kind of ironic that we're in a church Uh addressing church trauma Uh but if we have that (laughs) private entrance it'll feel a little bit better um and continue to grow and and offer those things we have scholarship programs that we want to start we want to be able to keep our queer people here Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm we're losing so many yeah like one of the biggest things and i know from the program i'm getting ready to start with job and family services it's called Uh ccmp the biggest thing the biggest challenge that the city of bell fountain the county of logan has right now is retaining its youth Mm -hmm. youth are leaving they're Mm -hmm. not coming back here yeah yeah they're they're not wanting to be a part of this community because they're not seeing themselves in it yeah and we're losing doctors we're losing nurses we're losing lawyers we're losing so many amazing humans we're losing people in just the general workforce yeah. that could be lending to, to the economic status of this community. We're losing them because they're moving away mm-hmm. because they think like they can only exist in the metropolitan areas mm-hmm. or they can only exist in Denver, Colorado. Or People need to know that they can come back here and be rooted and have families and be safe and yeah. be queer and be who they are right here in Bell Fountain. And yeah. that's, that's what we're working to do. Yeah. That drive, like mm. that push. 
normalize. Normalize. Yeah. Normalize. Just in the face of neo Nazis. Normal. Yeah. Normal. Right. <laughs> yeah. Normal. That's the biggest thing we want to do. I'm not asking for anything special. Yeah. yeah. I just want to be here, and for it to be okay. Yeah. And I hope our national rhetoric can. I mean, yeah. not like all aspects of national, but like the rhetoric around all these issues gets yeah. calmed down at some point. But it feels really scary. And I don't want to say yes. hopeless. Like, like we don't lose hope, but like it feels so daunting. It is. Like you're up against so much. It's so incredibly exhausting, I, especially for my my trans family right now. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. the amount of hateful legislation that's out there. I know. Yeah. that takes place um and just false narratives of things to distract from the real issues yeah like we're they're constantly like there's legislation about um gender reassignment for mm-hmm. for young youth mm-hmm. and access to treatment modalities for that no 10 year old is having <laughs> surgeries just to be clear mm-hmm. that's not happening mm-hmm. that's all false yeah, scare tactics yeah. to get you to jump on the bandwagon. It's completely yeah, false. It's not awful. happening. It's not right. happening. It's so scary because then it becomes there's even tension within the queer community mm-hmm. because we're all facing different things and we're trying yeah. to be a unit. Yeah, we're trying to yeah. be one. Not a house divided. Yes, and it's difficult. It's difficult. Yeah. So, well, I don't know if you have things on your mind that you kind of would like to leave listeners with or like words of inspiration, <laughs> words of wisdom, or just, <laughs> I know. Yeah. And dreams. I mean, my biggest hope is just that extending the branch really takes off mm-hmm. and, um, we're able to, to get the people who want to like look at this community and think like wow this is a beautiful community this is where i want to mm-hmm. raise my family this is where i want to work and live and prosper yeah and know that they can safely do that in Belfast. fountain yeah that's the ultimate goal yeah the ultimate goal mm-hmm. or even just like hey you can come and enjoy this small community we've got you mm-hmm. we don't have to be a yellow springs around <laughs> <laughs> beautiful okay, waterfalls or anything but we can be this great school system for you to raise your kids yeah. in if you're two moms or two dads or yeah. trans folks that that have children we can have those families here mm-hmm. and you're safe and it's going to be okay that's the ultimate goal and i feel like yeah. we are moving in that right direction it's just hard yeah you know in the face of of hate and yeah. contention it's it is difficult yeah but i see it all the time with the support i've had amazing interactions even today with some local businesses who were strongly advocating for the needs of extending the branch which is huge Hmm. okay huge and i just absolutely love that yeah and personal relationships like i feel like you're like you're a very likable person and and like (laughs) being able to get out there and talk to people and like be like hi human human yes we're both humans this is what i'm wanting like Yes. I'm not so threatening or scary as you may have made me out in your mind to be. There was a, um, and I do a lot of speaking engagements. I go around to different groups, groups here. Yeah. And I've had such positive interactions with people. And I don't know why I'm always surprised by it. Yeah. But one in particular I stood in front of. And I was like, um, I might be the first lesbian you ever met. And some guy raised his hand. He goes, does Ellen DeGeneres count? <laughs> 
And I was like, well, did you meet her? He's like, no, but I watch her on TV. <laughs> like, so, no. No. She That's a no. And so even just by uh, getting, extending the branch out there and carrying out our message and what, like, we have a board that's working so hard. Yeah. So hard. Very, yeah. <laughs> so freaking hard. Yes, donating so, a lot of time and energy. All the time. Every bit of time. I mean, we have... Everyone has families. We're mm-hmm. all like nine to five jobs. None of this is our yeah. full time yeah. gig, although it feels like it. And to see the results of that just by so Yeah. Well, I'm really excited about what what like you guys and extending the branch is doing yeah. in the community and it's it feels like yeah, like 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 these are reasons because I'm not a Bill Fountain native or anything, but like these are things that really give me reason to be like, okay, it's worth sticking around. Like, yes. this is good stuff that's happening. Yes. That's Every time I get like a positive affiliation with somebody. Yeah. And they're just like wanting, they're like, yeah, what do you need? What can I do for extending the branch? Yeah. What can I do to support you guys? Yeah. Like, oh my God. We're making, we're doing something here. Yeah. Yeah. We're doing something. Mm. Just providing like those support groups. Ugh. I attend, we have a parents of support group. Uh-huh. So for parents of LGBTQIA persons okay, and okay. man, I attended the first one and I sat in the back mm-hmm. and I was just in tears. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I was like, oh, just tears. Like seeing those parents come in, just wanting to understand their child a little yeah. bit more. Yeah. And we created a safe space for them. We gave them a lot of grace. You know, there mm-hmm. were there were some things in there that could be triggering. There's dead sure. naming. Um, yeah. There's there's a lot of things of while these parents are working through yeah. their own their own issues and wanting to understand a little bit more. Mm-hmm. We've given given them the space to do that. Yeah. And so, That's so vital. Like, yes, like they have to be able to show up imperfectly or like not doing it right. Yes. And, in order to learn how to. And there's varying life. degrees of parents in there. There are parents yeah. that are fully 100% accepting or like, you know, like I've been here for a few uh-huh. years. Where you been? And there's parents that are coming in. They're just like, yeah. I want to understand, like, is this something that I did to my child mm. to make them this mm-hmm. way? Mm-hmm. That, that parent support group was so, it meant wow. so much to me. Yeah. Just sitting in there and I was like, yeah. That's what makes it all worth it. Yeah. Stuff like that. Well, thank you so much for sharing all that you've shared today. Thank you. I really appreciate it. I love Thanks for having me. Stuff.